surfing heats those highly charged 20 to 40 minute spaces between the hooters that deliver us heroic wins crushing defeats mind-blowing moments and monumental melts it's no exaggeration to say that mastering the art of heat surfing can lead to fame riches porsches magazine covers and surfing immortality conversely Mismanaging heats can send a much-heralded career plummeting into the bowl and around the S-Bend before you've even had time to let out an agonising groan. Heat surfing is something that most of us have experienced and certainly every surfer of note has pulled on a rashi at some point in their careers. Did you know, for example, that Dave Rastovich, the great whale swami, the free-surfing spirit molecule, was an under 18 ISA junior world champion. Did you know that the straw haired rock and roll countercultural free surfing grand poobah aerial wizard, Aussie Wright, grinded the queue for two years in his late teens? To these guys, and to many before and after, the structures, rules, time frames, limitations, even the competitiveness of competitive surfing made no sense. In fact, it kind of stood for everything that surfing wasn't. Nat Young's famous quote, I wish that when they'd asked us, what is surfing? I wish I'd said that it was a spiritual activity and not just a sport, because that's what put us on the wrong track. Nat's words perfectly illustrate the sentiment behind the country soul movement of the late 60s and early 70s a direct protest to the corporatisation and commercial interests taking over surfing, and particularly the seedlings of the professional era that were sprouting just over that cow shit covered headland they were shaping their boards on in Morning of the Earth. But for those who love the idea of surfing as a sport, the arrival of pro surfing heralded a new era of potential and possibility. The athleticism, intense rivalries, skits parties, Riches and poverty, cunning survival, tragic failings, history-defining performances that all came with the world tour. Glowed like a shiny beacon to a whole new generation of competitive surfers. If you valued trophies over mung beans, the career path was clear. And all you needed to do to get a taste of it was string a few heats together. History has recorded the results. And these days, we can watch in minute detail every aspect of a surfer's performance. We can criticise the mistakes and marvel at the skill and gamesmanship. But it's only in retrospect we can truly understand the full story of what shaped the outcome of a heat. What headspace were the combatants in when they paddled out? 
What personal issues were driving or delaminating their performance? Were there old beefs involved? Were there things being said that the broadcast just couldn't pick up? What was really going on out there once that hooter echoed out over the lineup? These are the questions Steaming Heats hopes to answer. Our first guest is Copacabana's Matt Wilkinson, the New South Wales Sunny Coast goofy footer with the world's best backside tail blow who rocked up to his first ever heat on rollerblades sporting a tidy perm. In his decade on tour, Willie would win three CTs, wear the gold jersey on two separate occasions for big chunks of the season and twice finish at number five in the world. Today, he takes us through some of the highs and lows, brainstorms and brain farts from the thousands of heats he surfed in his career. Please enjoy Steaming Heats with Wilco. Yo. G'day, mate. Hello. Howdy doody. Welcome to Steaming Heats. You've had a few in your life. <laughs> had a couple. <laughs> How many heats do you reckon you have surfed in your life, like since the very first one? Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> I got no idea. Um, I'll do the math. Started at maybe 10. And then surfed five heats a week for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was it something that you were curious about and, and got into naturally, or was it was Neil down there sort of putting the rashy on before your nappy was off, and you know if you're coming in from a dud heat, flogging you with a coat hanger? Or, how, how did it sort of pan out that you got into competition? Um, I actually grew up out west, and um, my brother used to race motorbikes, and then moved to the coast and I think I just kind of fell in love with surfing and then um I guess dad like came we came from my brother racing in motorbike meetings so mm. as soon as I could surf good I think dad was like all right time to time to start doing comps and see if you are better than the other kids yeah and what, how was the uh, reaction to you when you walked down with your webs and your gath on? Because uh, you, you used to rock both those things before before when you were a young fellow, weren't you? Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know. My, I had the gath on for a long time, I think from probably 10 till 16. And um, yeah, I got people used to write me off, but um, I've also got a perfectly intact brain. Perfect. And um, do you remember just before, before we kick into to the meat and potatoes here, uh, do you remember a heat when you were a little grom where you went, oh, that felt good. This feels this feels like something I could do. What I want. Proper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the first, the first like heat that I actually remember the waves was at um, Copa Point. The comp was supposed to be at Avoca. Mm. And I used to surf Copa Point every day and it got moved over there and I was like, oh my God, this is my fucking time to shine. Mm. And then it was back when it was three waves and um, I think I got like 27.5 or something. And I was like, yeah, I, I definitely remember that heat. I would have been maybe 11 or 12 in a under 14s or under 16s comp. And I was just like, that was it. Fire lit. Yeah, I was ready to go. All right. Well, let's rip into uh, the war stories, <coughs> mate, because uh, it's a long and... Uh, celebrated career in pro surfing with a, a, some some major highs a couple of uh lows and there's a perm and some roller blades in there as well but um let's start with first ever ct heat so uh 2005 
Reunion Island, Rip Curl Search event. Uh, tell us how you got the call up and how it played out for you. Um, yeah, so I think it was just after the World Grommet titles that I got my first first big win. And then, um, yeah, I guess there was probably about 15 injuries for me to get the call up, but I um, I got the call up um, as a Rip Curl wild card and, yeah, flew over. I think, I think it was the day before the waiting period and got shoved in a house with Mick and Hedgie and Raf and the whole gang, oh. and um, which was, yeah, I'd never, never really experienced anything like that. So that was, um, that was fun. I was doing the dishes for the boys and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, the comp started and it was pumping St. Lou. I just remember being like, oh my God, I'm on my forehand. These guys are on their backhand. I've got a chance. Mm. And I thought the only way that I could do it, the only way that I could get them was to try and do some airs and I did I was frothing I was pretty stoked on myself but so, um so who who was in your heat first ever CT heat it was Kelly Slater and Darren O'Rafferty <laughs> Kelly solid. Slater mate like 2005 <laughs> Slater is such an interesting time in his life you know he's yeah. um just come off the back of uh losing to Andy Irons two years in a row after making his comeback um how was his aura? Like, what, what was his vibe like for you? I mean, obviously, you grew up watching all these movies and stuff, but were you a Kelly guy or an Andy guy? Uh, I think I was, at that stage, I was probably more of a Kelly guy. Mm. Um, I'd, yeah, I don't know. It, he was just a god and kind of still is. But, mm. um, yeah, at, like, I'd been watching since as soon as the day I started surfing or got into surfing, it was, he was already the guy. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so I think I remember being, well, I actually remember my dad being like surfing, like he's about to finish his career. You are so lucky to surf against <laughs> Kelly Slater. Fucking <laughs> 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 that comment didn't age well. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I was just like, so in awe, I was so frothing mm. to get a heat against him. And, Do you remember um, any little moments, uh, where you were, you were kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Did he pay much attention to you? Just this little skinny little sort of neck beady <laughs> grom? I don't actually, I don't really remember like talking to him or anything. Mm. Um, more remember just doing mixed dishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other guy in that heat, Darren O'Rafferty, is uh, cousins actually with your filmer, um, Nick Pollard. Had you, were, were you sort of across Daz and, and had that connection been made yet or was that sort of down the track? A bit? Um, yeah, no, I didn't know, know Nick mm. yet. So um, I, just, I just knew Darren from, he used to ride for Rip Curl and I'd seen a bunch of him surf. So I was a big fan and um, yeah, it was a, I don't know, it was a pretty highlight heat for me. It was, um, it was so much fun. And then, yeah, they were dropping nines and nine fives and nine eights and all sorts of scores that I was just like, Mm. It was yeah, it was a it was a pretty crazy one. And uh but you surfed surfed well, you felt like you I held think your own. So I think uh from memory I had like a six five and a six or a something like that. But mm. I did I did I think I did two double grab airs on one wave and or yeah, some and I yeah, I was frothing on how I went, but I was like getting flogged. So I was a bit devoured that I was getting flogged, but I was also also stoked on how I was surfing and just like stoked to be there. And then, yeah, the next week just hanging out with those, hanging mm. out with Nick and that whole game was so much fun.
Did uh, I mean Mick went on to win that comp? That's his, uh, I think, first year back after his hamstring injury, first uh, sort of big year. Could you see the world champ in the making, or was Eugene just on full patrol <laughs> around those days? Uh, definitely post win, Eugene <laughs> yeah. was about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just my like thing that I remember most was just being in the back of a van. And all the older guys just going ham. And I was a little kid in the back just going, oh, fuck, what have I got myself into? But, um, yeah, the sur- the level of surfing was fucking so, so good back then. The mm. Waves were pumping and it was sick. Scariest heat, mate. Uh, we're going to jump forward a few years here to 2011. Uh, Chopes, huge, huge skits bombing Chopes. Like some famous waves surfed during uh, the event and around this event. Uh, probably none more famous than CJ's big paddle in that just right on the tip of that kind of, that bowl where you don't really want to be taken off. But he did and, you know, he just stands in this fucking mondo orb. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, yeah, give us a bit of a, a rundown of, of how long you'd been on tour and, and where you are at. Uh, uh, when you when you got the chaps that year, yeah. So it was my second year on tour. The the year before was the only time I'd ever been to Chopes, and it it was the that was the first year of the cut. And I remember I did an air reverse to knock um, Kekal Bacalso off tour, and I was so sad mm. to knock him off tour. But it was just I don't know. That was as big as Chopes got. It was the size that you do an air reverses out there. So it wasn't <laughs> so it wasn't Chopes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that that next year, before the comp, there was like the forecast. People were talking about the swell. Felt now it feels like it was weeks in advance, mm. and it was just fucking so. How much does that play into your head? And, as a you know, you know that's on the calendar. You've surfed it already. You've you've popped a few airs. You're going this wave's nothing. Yeah. Um, how much does it actually get into your body and your, you know, your preparation when you know it's going to be bombing what, like way before you even fly over? Yeah, it was, I was definitely shitting myself like a long time in advance. And you just, I was asking all my friends that charge big waves questions and getting some good advice. And then Dom Wills, I was kind of living with him down in Bondi at the time. And I remember him just being like, ah, oh, you don't need biggest board you need is six four. You want to get up, like you want to be under it, no matter how big it is. You want to be taken off under the lip. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sweet. This is and a guy so, who surfs Kaima blowhole, by the way. Yeah, like a each, fucking big wave that doesn't even really he have a prefers shoulder. Prefers going over the falls and making the fucking <laughs> drop. But yeah, um, I so I took that advice, which wasn't that smart. I had a, my biggest board was a six four, and then like probably four days or whatever before the comp I'd got there and I was with uh bead and ace and um and bottle and we would uh, like I'd kind of realized from what they'd said that I was tripping <laughs> with yeah. a six four yeah so I ended up um borrowing one of bottles boards that he'd left there a year before um and then Jay Davies who's not that similar in stature to me. Had left a six nine um, in the roof at the house we stay at, and I was like, "All right, like worst case scenario, I'm on this thing that's like a hundred friggin' liters." And um, yeah, a few days out, just like as 
I don't know, getting more and more scared and laying in bed. We're like sharing a room with Ace and Bede and just talking about it. And they're like, no, nah, it'll be all right. But <laughs> deep down there, shitting themselves too. And then, yeah, I remember the first, the big, the big morning getting out there on the boat and just like never seen like waves do that. They'll, you see little miniature waves kind of break like that. Mm. But it's like 10 or 12 foot and like it looks impossible. Before you see somebody take off on that wa- on a wave, it's like it looks completely impossible. And then even you see people paddling and from the boat they kind of disappear and you're just like, oh, my God, he's fucking dead. Mm. He's dead. And then they get spat out and then you kind of you realise that you got to figure out how to do it. Mm. <laughs> and I'd like, yeah, I was in the boat. I remember talking to Ace and just being like, I've never seen, like, I've never surfed a wave like this. How do I, what do you do? Mm. And he's like, you just do it. You know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I've never done it. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so, yeah, it was just kind of a pretty steep learning curve. You just, I guess the best advice was just paddle. (laughs) And and I'd learn that by almost getting into one, dropping out of the sky and getting fucking flogged and then, yeah, the jet ski taking you back out just doesn't give you time to think. So mm. I think in a free surf, you'd probably go and sit on the beach for half an hour and be happy that you're not dead. But in a heat, you're back out there in a minute and you just adrenaline's going psycho. And so you just got to go again. Mm. How, yeah. like, you know, it, it, there's surfers out there uh, who, you know, spend their free time hunting those swells. Uh, they're on tour and, you know, they know the ones to go. They want it so badly. But, like, there's a lot of crew who don't want it uh, and have to find something in them that does want it. That does You want know, it, like, yeah. how... So, let's... All right, let's go into the heat. It's, it's uh, a round three heat, which uh, no one wants to be in, no one wants to lose in. You've got Jaddy Andre, who at that stage hadn't really, you know, showcased what he could do in that sort of surf. Uh, that still didn't really happen until maybe even the last five years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, describe sort of your headspace paddling out in that and, you know, did you have much banter with Jaddy? How did it all play out? Um, yeah, I think we were both pretty equally terrified. <laughs> um, but I guess I guess at that stage I was would have was thinking that like I wasn't I wasn't out there against Kelly. I was mm. out there against Jadson and so I just needed to beat Jadson. Um and he hadn't yeah, he hadn't proved himself in that kind of kind of surf but um i guess it's like the the guy putting his shoes on when there's a tiger about to attack attack him (laughs) you're like you don't think those shoes are going to help you outrun it like no i've just got to outrun you (laughs) yeah so that was my situation but um no i think i think as soon as you kind of get out there you realize that you're not against anyone you're against the ocean Mm. like if you try and catch the easy ones at 10 foot chopes you'll paddle and miss one and then go over the falls on a Mm. 12 footer or something so you're like you've just got to surf surf what comes and you also it's a there's nowhere to hide like at pipe there is you can kind of be in half in position half not in position and a set comes and the, you might not end up on the biggest ones at pipe or the gnarliest ones, but Chopu, you're sitting there. You've got priority. The boat's 20 metres away with 
a hundred people going, go! Mm. Ah! 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 <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you. It's like a nightmare playing. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent nightmare. And I guess like the only you know from people had told me, I guess that to be in the barrel, you have to be getting ones that look like closeouts. Mm. And when that's that thick and scary and I guess beautiful but ugly, it's so hard to like. You've got to be like, all right, trust that the, this one looks like a closeout but isn't. Mm. But then sometimes, if they got too much west in it, they actually are. Mm. So like, oh, it's just yeah, it's, it's such a roulette, such a mind fuck. But I guess the the one kind of redeeming factor of chopes is like. If you get in early enough and get a good line, mm. there's a really good chance you'll get the best way of your life. So, yeah, it's just like not, I don't know, it's scary as fuck. I'm getting all weird in the belly thinking about it. <laughs> and did <laughs> you I get want it? another one. <laughs> did you get Chatty? I got Chatty. I got a 10 in that heat from memory. A 10? I got a 10. Mate, that's fucking wild. <laughs> hey, how many 10s did you get in your career? That might be it. Just the one, yeah. I spoke to... Uh, where was I? I was on a trip once with Fanning and... Oh, it was Owen. That's right. I, I was Fanning and Owen. I said, oh, how many um, tens you get in your career? Uh? And he's like, oh, geez. Uh, maybe about... Maybe about nine. Nine tens. And I said to me, how many did you get? And he just went four. <laughs> right, like it was a you know, disappointment. But some of the best surfers to ever be on tour, you know, guys who were at world number one, Rob Bain, only yeah. got his first ten in his last ever event. At G Land, no so way. I don't actually. I don't think Oki ever got a ten. How weird's that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. wild, mate. So it's a, it's you know one of those things. Yeah, and it's a nice a macking day at Chopes is a nice nice ten for to have under. That's the belt. a good ten, man. Well, yeah, done. I got I, scary as it might have been. Yeah, I saw Jaddy in that heat take. I reckon it was the biggest scariest drop I've ever seen anyone take, and it just bad its guts out and he claimed it so hard and i was like that was the best way i've ever seen and then he got a five <laughs> and, I, and i'd got a 10 i was like fuck my 10 must have been good <laughs> but, oh it was scary good. heat did you ever uh surf a heat um you know in that sort of ways where you felt comfortable or um i definitely definitely got more and more comfortable um out there I thought I was comfortable the in my heat in 2014 against Owen out there, and I didn't. I got so flogged. Mm. <laughs> mm. But like I, yeah, I'd had some. I think later on in that that comp, I'd like got more and more comfortable, and yeah, I, d I definitely never was like, "Ooh, this is fun." <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, fun afterwards just, to talk about. It's it. so refreshing, you know, for the punter to hear that. A guy who spent a good chunk of a year at world number one feels the same way we all do when we're fucking a little bit out of our depth, you know. Yeah. Like it's that that feeling, that gut sickness just doesn't leave you. But yeah. it blows my mind what kids are doing now. Like I, you know, well, yeah. Smithy and I talk about it on the potty all the time. But some of the waves that they're packing at these slabs when they're 13, 14 years old is just terrifying. Yeah, it's like it blows my mind that there's not more injuries. Mm. It's like. It's so scary, but I guess, I don't know. It's what Water's pretty soft. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, the next heat is the heat that changed you as a competitor. 
Um, now, you, you've put here that it happened in Brazil in 2015. Bede Derbage was the guy you were surfing against. Sort of paint the scene for us. What, why did this heat have such a big effect on you? Um, it was... It, uh, it wasn't like that huge a heat in the grand scheme of things, but I think it just changed. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the heat and then yeah. it'll make sense. Um, so I was like, had had a pretty good event, was like putting down good scores, getting through heats, like feeling, feeling pretty good. And then I think it felt like I was coming into that heat. It was a semi. So I was like, I think that was my result that I was kind of, yeah, it felt like my surfing was getting kind of clicking into gear and I was feeling really good. Um, and then got food poisoning and we had a, a lay day or two lay days and I was just like down and out hard, like couldn't, didn't think I was going to be able to surf the heat, was like struggling. And then having the lay days, I like just, first time I got out of bed, had some hydrolytes, got down, got my rashy on and was like, all right, like I'm hurting. And the heat started and Bede was like, sat on me, like couldn't, didn't give me a millimeter. And then I like, I think the priority got established. He got priority and still with like a whole heat to go was just like, would not let me get, get away from him. And mm. I was like, what the fuck is going on like mm. he's got we've both got fours or something there's no reason for any any of this to be happening and i was just like i was trying to escape trying to escape getting buggered he was like paddling wouldn't give me an inch i was would take off get a little left try and kick out try and get some distance and he'd just be like back on me he i think got a five and a six or something and then i was just like he just did it the whole heat and by the end of it i was like wanted to kill him and i was so out of energy was just fucking done and um i went in and i was i was like what the fuck was that and he was just like he was like i knew how to beat you like he was like i'm sorry but that was i knew what a a way to beat you and so i did it and i was just like wow i've never thought of surfing heat like that mm. like i've never really thought of that that's even a possibility to just like genuinely like see a weakness and just like Fuck, exploit it that is absolutely and, uh, brutal yeah, yeah and uh like he we spoke about it on the beers after and he was like yeah it's like that's that yeah. was it and uh, i like did, did didn't it? love doing it but i did <laughs> like it was something uh, he's like it, you'd been ripping the whole event like it was almost a compliment mm. But it like, yeah, it was like, it kind of blew my mind that that was even a thing. And so I think that just kind of stuck with me that like, it, it like we are, we were just trying to win. Like that was it. It was 30 minutes of, if you can win at the end, then do whatever it kind of takes. And I think it like probably took a little bit to sink in and for me to figure out like ways to, win win heats but yeah i think that was part of part of my like learning and thinking well like bead's not a bad dude mm. he's just as he's smart mm. yeah that's <laughs> and, amazing isn't it yeah, like so. i mean it's it's like uh the worst way to learn 
but a really good lesson. Yeah. And I, like, I was just sick. The I actually went out, I caught a wave quickly before the heat started and the um, jet ski driver had told me, it was, he told me that if I beat, um, I think Philippe was still in the comp. He was like, said something, something, you beat him, I'll kill you. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, can barely walk what? and I've just got yeah, threatened to be a ski driver for the for the, for the event yeah told you he'd kill you yeah if I beat beat for <laughs> and I think it was like <laughs> what I think it was a like supposed to be a light-hearted comment oh uh, yeah yeah but it, yeah real light it, yeah, <laughs> I came in and I was just like oh my god and I like I told Renato who was the tour manager just before our heat and so the guy got taken off mm. ski for that heat oh mate you must have been lying in bed that night waiting for someone to climb in the window <laughs> yeah, I was just like that ski money was going to pay my family man yeah um, oh, that's that wild just, just uh, out of interest you, you may have brought up a really interesting thing there that I don't think a lot of people really think about but how often does outside factors affect your preparation for surfing heats and is it something that you know, you can actually block out. Uh, can you get sort of to a place mentally where you can be like, all right, yeah, I've been sick or, yeah, I just had a fight with my, my girlfriend or fucking, yeah, I, I twisted my knee a little bit in that. Like, like, how often does that happen and how hard is it to block that out when you actually pull the rashi on? Um, yeah, I think it it happens like a lot, mm. but, but to different levels. Like your boards might not show up or your favourite board might break the morning of your heat or... There's all always or mostly something that your preparation isn't exactly what what you were hoping for, um, but I think sometimes you can use it as a positive. I know in the the QS that I won in Brazil, I'd been sick, and I th um, I it, it, I think it changed me from going out and frothing trying to catch heaps of waves trying to kind of rip more like do big turns and fall off i was like all right i'm like down with the flu like i i'm i've only i'm only going to have the energy to catch a couple of waves so make them good and then mm. i'd choose the better waves and you'd like surf them Fuck, it's a little it's... bit safer because you know that you yeah. don't want to fall off and have to get another one like I think there's definitely ways to to kind of use the use the negatives as positives, but yeah, there's nothing that feels as good as just being on your favorite board and feeling fit, mm. and waves pumping, and everything going yeah. your way. I was just I was just so curious to know, you know, your life is, you know, your professional life is cut down into these increments of time. You know, that's the whole reason why I wanted to do this show is because like it's. 40 minutes, it's nothing, man. And, and an entire event, if you go from start to finish and you win, you're still only surfing like, you know, a three, few hours. Three and a half yeah, hours. three and a half hours. So yeah. it just must be so hard to make sure that three, three and a half hours is absolutely mint. Like, you know, head noise free, yeah. prep ready. Um, it just seems almost impossible in a way, you know. It's regardless of the fact that, you fly into these countries and everything's about those increments. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is weird how much, like, but I guess that's, yeah, it happens, like, in big things and then 
tiny little things and even once you make a heat plan you go out and then you have to get say the final at cloud breaking against, against Gabby I got washed in before like was already had surfed three or four heats it was like big and mm. heavy cloudy then the final started and a wash through came and he was a few meters wide he got past it and I just got washed in then if you touch the jet ski, you lose priority. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and so I had to oh, try and get back out. Right. It's just like is, little things that like... Is there a sport? It's like, so hard. I can't think of any other soul. sport where it's just so fucking can change at any second. Like it, it has to be the most yeah. variable affected thing on earth. It's gnarly. Yeah. But let's talk about when they go right. Because uh, number four, the heat you wish you could surf again. Uh, and you know, it's an open-ended question. Uh, it could be because you lost it and you knew what you did wrong, but you just said every heat from, uh, Fiji in 2017 magic run, mate. Like this is a contest where everything is absolutely on point and going perfect for you. Yeah. That, um, it was, it's, it's kind of a weird one. Cause up until 2016, I'd always kind of not really expected myself to do well there i did like i love the wave but i i was never like the big wave charger kind of guy and so mm. i like i had some amazing heats but i just never really saw myself beating the top guys out there and then um 2016 year i i it was like as big and pumping as it gets and i had um get uh john john and ace in the three manner in the round four or five or whatever mm -hmm. it was and i got the win in that one and was just like whoa i just beat john john and ace out cloudy and then in the um in the quarter got to surf against gabby again and got him again and it was like couldn't have been more pumping and i think that just like flicked a little switch in my head and i was like fuck I can get tubed and do forehand carbs. I'm mm -hmm. not just the backside, backside whack snap guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so yeah, that, that next year going into Fiji, I just like it, like I felt like I knew what I was doing, not like I had to do what the wave was telling me to kind of do. And um, yeah, it started off, wasn't too big at the start and I was, my boards felt amazing and I was going fast and doing laybacks and just like stuff that I thought I was kind of, was a good chance of falling on. I just didn't really fall. And then, yeah, it just kept going all the way, all the way to the final. And it was like pumping the whole way through. And it just, I don't even know if it was the like contest that felt so good. It was just like surfing cloudy and just being, like I just felt so good out there. I just loved every every minute of it. And mm. like yeah, it got more instead of taking off and waiting for the tube section, I was like, I've got enough time to do a carve here and I could carve and get to the bottom at the right time and just like yeah, just I guess it's what you dream of like in a free surf or whatever, but I got to surf it with two guys for for a week and yeah, it just felt fucking awesome. <laughs> That comp put you back to world number one, didn't it? It did. It did. So that's that was your second run at the gold jersey. How how did it feel different from the first time around? Um, I guess the first one happened so 
so suddenly. I went from almost falling off tour to winning Snapper and being like, holy shit, I mm. finally won a comp. I've been on tour for eight years and I won a comp. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then bells and like it was just kind of all so unexpected. Um, and then I guess that year I just kind of felt like like I belonged at the top end and I knew, um, I don't know, I kind of, I had more control, it felt like, even mm. though but both years I ended up finishing fifth. But um, yeah, that year I think was more, uh, not rewarding because like winning snapper and bells is pretty cool mm, yeah <laughs> but i think it was like a, yeah, it's like a validation it's, yeah. it's not so much like you found yourself there it's like <clears throat> no I, I know how to i know what it is to get there and yeah I, I know what it takes to get back there so it would have felt fucking amazing yeah it just yeah it felt good and i did it in in a bit of a different way like yeah so it just i don't know how was, like they say that gold jersey you know has a couple of extra kilos on it than the other ones <laughs> Uh, do you feel it? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's probably the people chewing at you from behind. Yeah. <laughs> Having Gabby and John John there is like, I don't know. I think those guys have have kind of the surfing that I was I was looking at as a kid, going, "Fuck, I hope I can do that one day." The shit that they're doing is is completely different to mm. that. So like, mm. I feel like I got to the kind of surfing that I was aiming at and then the goalposts moved when those guys arrived. The heat that keeps you up at night uh, and uh, this is a pretty simple one. <laughs> 2010, uh, you know, I guess at this stage of your career, everyone was waiting for a breakthrough win. You know, we were just probably, if not the best backhand on tour, then definitely top three. Uh, you know, just that ability to just pivot on the lip and blow tail, like at a time where, you know, there was still a lot of vertical punches going down. Um, I think that that sort of just absolute control of such a fucking wild maneuver, it felt like there was going to be a tour win for you at some point. And um, it looked for all money like Santa Cruz was going to be the, the one. I mean, even with what, 30 seconds to go, I think we we're all going, he's got it. This is, this is yeah. going to happen. And, uh, Describe that one, mate, because, uh, yeah, this this has to be the one that keeps up at night still, surely. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> it was a fun after party as well, though, so that softens the blow a little bit. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was weird. I felt Santa Cruz suited my surfing. It's kind of a wobbly, wobbly right that you need to, like, choose your turns, and I just, like, felt super comfortable out there and... Yeah, got my got through to the final. Had Taj, who was also a god to me at the stage, mm. and um, I like I think I needed a six point nine, and I got a wave that I still reckon <laughs> if I got if I did those two turns and it closed out, I reckon it was the score. Mm. But at the fucking stupid wave offered me a late like lip line section, and I like. Got up for the lip line, came down, and the wash just like did that clip your legs out of under you. And I was like, oh, I was, I think in my head, uh, uh, and probably my body, I was about 
I was getting ready to claim it because mm. I thought I'd <laughs> fucking won. <laughs> so oh, I you like, know the ocean is going to make you pay get, if you have that in your brain. Just get low. Just get low. Just get low. All I had to do was fucking stay low and I did not stay low. <laughs> I had a lip line, stayed a little too tall, knocked my feet out and knocked my dreams out. Oh, mate. How, <laughs> you know... Fair enough, the party was probably fun. What, what did TV <laughs> say to you after? Because there's, there's, there's losses where you, you know, fair and square, you, you, you might have a come from behind victory, but that wasn't the case in this. Did TV actually watch that final and give you any words of like, you know, like that hand on the shoulder? <laughs> you know, a pity fool. <laughs> it just, it just it's, it's, it almost makes no, it worse. Probably didn't but, listen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was hurting. Yeah. yeah, I was, I think I was like, young and i was like oh, i should have still got the score i should have mm. still got the score and as it's like as i've got older i was like i should have just stayed low i should have just stayed low yeah <laughs> um but how yeah. long does a, a loss like that you know affect your format like when you're on tour is it easy to to rinse it off at the start of the next comp or is it just sort of lurking around in the back of your head like a bit of a <laughs> i don't know bad smell yeah uh they're all different because you lose in every event right? like if you're not yeah. winning the comp you lose it at some yeah. point and, and you've always got something to process and go back over but a loss yeah. like that one fuck it's it must be so hard to pick yourself back up sometimes yeah i think that one lingered just because it was so long before i made another final mm. and so just like i don't know every time i'd get anywhere to the quarters or something i'll be like yes i've got a good result and i was like but I already had a final and I could have won, but I didn't win. And they're like, why didn't I win? But ah, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's that combo yeah. over and over. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's heavy. <laughs> um, did you have uh, anyone in your corner at that event? Like were, were you sort of tapping into coaching by that stage or were you just sort of flying solo and having a process on your own? Yeah, I was pretty, pretty free range at that stage. <laughs> um, I was... Traveling with the with the Rip Curl guys, but I didn't really listen to anyone at, mm. at that stage. I was just doing whatever I wanted. The heat where you were on a heater. You know, um, we talked about Fiji and you run through that and how much fun you were having, but does a heat stand out to you where you were just like, oh my God, I cannot put a foot wrong. Like Everything I'm doing is just in the spot and just fucking... Poof, ah, <laughs> You know, those ones where your board just is like, it's almost like a magic carpet and everything's going perfect. Um, yeah, I guess the heat heat against Kelly at J-Bay. Um, was it round three? 2014. Round three, 2014. Um, and the, the whole comp in, in hindsight is like, it just, I just felt so good in that one. It mm. was like, it was big, kind of wild J-Bay and I just, I was, went, surfed on a bigger board and then I was like, no, I'll try my short board. And I like, it was just stuck to my feet and yeah, that, that heat, I guess, coming up against Kelly's always going to be pretty scary at, and especially at Pump and J-Bay. Um, and then, yeah, I think um, that one, I think he put a, seven five or something down and then i might have dropped a high eight and then a couple of nines and uh 
to to get nines at pump and j-bay there's a lot of backhand rios in there so mm. just i think they all kind of blurred together and i was just paddling back out just going wow this is <laughs> fucking awesome but yeah just like yeah just once when your board sticks to your feet and you're going so fast out there that it's just such a i don't know every wave is feels like the, the best wave you've ever caught because you do 15 big rios and you're going faster than anywhere it's um yeah, it's a crazy spot and just to, yeah, be on a roll out there is, is kind of like nowhere else. What's uh, what's the deal with, like, what did Kelly make of you, do you reckon, over the years that you surfed against him? Because he saw you go from, as I said, you know, the guy turning up to a comp on rollerblades with a perm to, uh, you know, waxing him at a wave where even uh, in 2014, he was a threat to win out there for sure. I mean, he always is. But yeah. um. Yeah, what what do you think he made of you, and, and how had how had his sort of attitude towards you changed from that very first heat at reunion? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. He's hard to read, but um, I think it was it was funny. The first event um, when I qualified at Snapper, um, I was obviously doing some weird shit, and then I had did almost made a big rodeo in a heat, mm. and after that, he like came up and was just like frothing to chat to me and i was still full grommet vibe then and i was i was like whoa kelly's talking to me this is sick he's like stoked that i try to rodeo and whatever and then in a free surf we like he had these those little real skinny pintail twinnies he was trying out and he was like let me because i i had um some wide nose bradley's at the time and um he yeah swapped boards and i was like what the fuck's going on? I'm swapping boards with Kelly Slater. And, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I felt like he probably chatted to me a lot more after I'd beat him. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Is, here come the hit. He, yeah. <laughs> we spoke to him about this uh, in WA. We were like, how much of, you know, your conversations, your interactions with people is you know, cl- clinical, like how much of it is, is sort of gamesmanship yeah. or are you genuinely just, you know, trying to engage with people? Cause you speak to anyone and they're like, Oh mate, he was trying to get in my head. He was trying to figure me out. He was trying yeah. to plant little seeds of doubt <laughs> here and there. Um, yeah. I mean like, how was he after you beat him at J Bay? Did he shake your hand? Was it all cool? Was I, he just giving you the cold shoulder? And memory, the, uh, I think we just nose? like chatted in the comp area for a while and like, yeah, I, I don't know. Probably just because we have more to talk about because we just had a heat together. Mm. But and I wasn't the angry little grom that had lost. Yeah, <laughs> failed. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it, I don't know what he thinks of me. You know, it was <laughs> funny. Um, I remember about midway through bells. So you'd won snapper. I think you might have just beat Julian Kelly. Got knocked out some somewhere in the early rounds of that event. And they asked him in his post heat interview. You know who do. Who, who do you think will win this? And he goes, well, I hope Wilco wins it because everyone else who's a normally a world title contender has gone shit in the first two events. So if he wins, he'll have 20,000 20, points clear on everyone. And he was backing you and kind yeah. of played that little shaman-like fucking tarot card reader. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Put the mickey on all of it. <laughs> you didn't catch that one? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's, it's there, mate. Yeah, it happened. Exciting. I remember it clearly. I was just going, fucking what's going on here? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> weirdest wildest 
strangest heat you ever surfed. Uh, it's a tricky one to sort of like play your back, but I mean, you know, every now and again, there's a, a Freddy's Rock incident where someone like comes in and smashes their board and you're kind of playing witness to that. Uh, yeah. did, did you ever have a heat where you were just going, fuck, this is just too weird? Yeah. <laughs> I think there was, there's definitely been some kind of weird heats go down, but the one that sticks out in my head was on, on the QS, not the CT, but it was at the Margaret River comp when it was a QE and um, it was a four-man heat. It was the first round and there was a Brazilian guy on tour called Milton Morbeck who was a um, a pretty colourful character, just to say the least. Mm. Um, and, yeah, he was like the guy in the car park with like the hectic sunnies playing techno as loud as could possibly be, just like super psyching up and pretty like pretty – he was a super nice guy but definitely an entertaining cat. And then, yeah, went out, went out for the heat and we took off on a wave. He was, it was a left. <laughs> he took off on the outside of me, stalled at the top. I did a bottom turn around him, did a turn. And then, because he'd stalled behind and come behind me, he was standing behind me, throwing his arms up, like looking at the judges, throwing his arms up. It's like screaming out. like, And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like I was, <laughs> we're both on the left. And <laughs> I did another turn. Whatever, we went out the back. He was like, the the they called out an interference on him and he just started fucking screaming at me. And I was like, still had the rest of the heat to surf and he was like battling around, yelling at me. And I was, I surfed the heat and I think I won the heat. Well, I did because I had to do the post-heat interview and I was standing on the point, like doing the post-heat interview. And so the camera was in front of me and Milton Morbeck was directly behind me, just flipping the bird, just going, fuck you, fuck you. And I was like, I don't know. I, you dropped in on me and now you're like, I don't know. Oh, it's so good. It just was so, it was oh. weird because he was like, he was a wild cat, but he definitely knew that that he wasn't on the inside when we took off. <laughs> it's just a... It was a, where, it was a where is this coming move. from? And then he actually, we had a heat at the Maldives um, a couple of comps later. And he was like so close to, to beating me. And I was, <laughs> he got an 8.8 for these two huge laybacks. And I was fucking, I was like, that was one guy that I was never going to let beat me in my career. <laughs> like, <laughs> just got the score at the end. But Micro and that were on the shore just like, ready to rip shreds out of me but yeah i just just got out of that one mate uh <laughs> did you sense that i mean you know brazilians all over the world for years had been known as as pretty hectic hustlers you know just just the traveling brazilians who were getting around south americans i guess uh you know you barley i guess it was sort of starting to rear up a little bit that sort of hunger to uh get out there and get good waves and and get their share but could you sense it coming? You know, like the Idolos, the the Gabbies, the Philippe's. Could you see all that sort of building when you're on the QE and when you're surfing your CT heats? Did you did you know before everyone else and before the results that there was a yeah there was a storm brewing? Um, I think it it probably it was pretty obvious, but 
I think we didn't kind of didn't really believe it or didn't predict it as much as we should have. But the um, it was it was pretty obvious. The QE was getting like the depth of talent from Brazilians on the QS was just started off as three or four guys that could make the tour and do okay on tour. And then there was 20 guys that could make the tour and do okay on tour mm. and a couple that looked like world title threats. And then, yeah, the whole QS, there was like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 really, really good Brazilians. Mm. And then every comp, there'd be a new a new Brazilian pop-up that you're like, holy fuck, who is this guy? And I, I don't think any other country had had that kind of depth in there there was a couple of superstar kids that were obviously going to be be a threat um and then a few few guys that were maybe going to make tour but yeah i think brazil just had um yeah had that kind of thickness of there was guys that were sick at airs guys with sick styles guys that were charging mm. and i like i guess in when when i first got there the stereotype was that Brazilians didn't charge and then that was pretty quickly blown out of the water. Yeah. yeah, Like they're, yeah, they've, they've um, shown up in force and I think there's still like years of it to come. Mm. I think Australia and America and yeah, I I was going to ask you that, like, um, you know, we're, we're we're starting to see a bit of a, a resurgence of this sort of Aussie animal with the current challenger series mob, but yeah, I, I think we've underestimated, like, you know, people sort of saying, oh, yeah, the Brazilian storm could be winding up now. I've seen a few articles on Stab and, and whatnot, you know, but far out, man, that legacy of those guys is only just getting started. Like, yeah. they've only just had their first world title yeah. winners, and those guys are still the best surfers in the world. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> there's a bit to come. Yeah. I think but speaking of the Brazilians, mate, uh, one guy uh, who you've put down here, I, I, let's just introduce the category angriest heat uh, i love the idea of this because um this guy was kind of earmarked for glory at some stage right pablo paulino i think he won maybe two world, two junior, world juniors title, yeah. title. and what happened with him because uh he was uh he was a real fighter you know he i think he was from probably some of the most poorest or one of the most poorest areas in brazil him even making it to australia to surf in some of these comps was a massive thing but he had some sting yeah, he um as as a grom he we were still skinny little babies mm. <laughs> and he was he'd thickened out and had a beard and had all all sorts of grown up shit going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tattoos, um, a beard, a baby, he was yeah, fourteen. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, he was at um at Narrabeen was just like I don't know. He, I think, as you were saying, like he he came in thinking this is his chance, and um, and so as as Groms, we were privileged little fuckers that were just there having a good time, and he was there to kind of fight for his life, and um, yeah, we had had some run-ins in um, in the water and at Narrabeen at the World Juniors, and then I think he ended up he went on to win that year. But he didn't forget our didn't forget our little run. Wow. And um held on to it. And the the 
next QS was at um, Fernando de Noronha in Brazil. And I paddled out. It wasn't even a heat. It was a free surf. I paddled out. And he was probably 50 meters down the beach and saw me. Just started paddling towards me. And I was like, oh, fuck. And he just paddled up. And he's just like, you respect me. And slapped me in the face. And I was like, oh, fuck. What? Mid-heat? No, it was a it was a oh, free sorry, surf in the that. morning yeah, yeah, just before yeah. the just He slapped your face yeah. before the comp. Yeah. And then wow. I was like, wow, this is heavy. And then he slapped me. He ended up, he slapped me three times. And I like, he was trying to tell me to go in. I was like, the one thing I'm not doing is going in. Like, I've got to stand my ground somewhat. Fucking and wild, I like, man. caught three so slaps. So this is the backstory before heats that you don't hear, you know, Joey Turpel or you know, <laughs> yeah. the crew talking about. But it all builds into, you know, the fucking competitiveness of a heat. It's yeah. like you were saying against... Um, uh, you mate, Milton Burbeck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you surfing a heat against this guy, you've got such an extra motivation that he was standing behind you during your presser telling you to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, all right. So so how does it play out? You he slapped you three times. You're not going and in. And then yeah, he just he, we ended what, did up you wind up in a heat together. Um, yeah. So we ended. I think the heats that we surfed after that, we kind of didn't. I think that it was all said and done right. by that stage. So it wasn't, it was more of a, the after Narrabeen thing. Like, I don't know. It it was a weird one. <laughs> how, how often does, you know, your emotion get the better of you in a heat? Like a, in your CT career, you know, he was talking about B just not giving you an inch. Uh, I'm sure there's guys who paddle out and, they're using emotion rather than strategy to sort of get themselves through. I remember Russell Winter from uh, England, yeah. classic old CT surfer. He was just so often about, you know, ramping himself up. Neko Paderat's probably another one. Just guys who really use the fuel of emotion to, to get their fires burning. But yeah. that also opens the door for a lot of, you know, fucking... Mistakes. Mistakes, yeah. <laughs> oh. But also... You know, friction with yeah. the other competitors. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, like how often in CT heats are you actually winding up, sort of death staring and s sniping and getting sort of in the face of your competitor? Uh -huh. For you? Yeah, it's definitely happened, but it's pretty pretty rare. I think um, with priority, it's like stop rules the, the rules. stop that a lot. Yeah, yeah. so you're like. Yeah. Bring back the biff, mate. Bring back the biff. <laughs> they should do. That. This is, I'm thinking it right now. So you can shoot me down. But imagine they did a priority round and then a no priority round. Or like one of just some sort of no priority round in there just to really stir some oh, shit up. Mate, it'd be a return to the bad old days. <laughs> I'd love so to know fun. what the 80s guys would think of it. Because back when they had the priority book, boy, that created all sorts of dramas. Yeah. You know, you didn't just get automatic priority. You had to paddle out to sea around this <laughs> orange thing. disc and come back in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I've, there's definitely been been times that I've been frustrated with people, but it's more. I think it's more so your scores piss you off, and then you come in fuming at the judges or at some the priority judge or something more so than other competitors. I think that that happens nowadays more in the free surfs and the the warm-up sessions when you're trying to get one wave and someone's been a bit greedy. Mm. 
Yeah, then, like with um, Zeke Lau and Chippo Wilcox in WA. Yeah. And uh, Jesse Mendes and Mikey, Mikey Bright. Bright. And yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that that goes on that uh, isn't always reported as well. And, and, and yeah. again, it feeds into, you know, these scenarios. Uh, Moana Jones, Wong and Tatiana yeah. had an altercation on the beach. It's, it all builds into sort of, you know, at some point, these front cars are going to wind up in a heat. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple with um, with Wiggly Dantes that we were like pretty close to biffing, but I would have got flogged. So <laughs> I didn't try <laughs> not, yeah, try word, not to word to the wise. <laughs> Be um, careful. But yeah, we had some pretty pretty tense heats, and um, same and with Zeke, which I would get flogged by him as well. So I picked the <laughs> picked the right guys. Yeah, um, yeah, you, yeah. Who else could you chuck in there to fight? Michelle Perez, uh, Michelle. <laughs> Led Hamilton. Yeah. Mate, um, I, I had one. Uh, the next category was actually going to be, you know, like the heat that sort of made you feel like you were going to hang up your gloves. But rather than go down that road, because, uh, you know, we'll chat about that at the end. But what about just your run in Snapper, Newcastle, Bells? Not sure if that was the order, but. Yeah, you had a little run there. Was it 2015? 16. 2016, where you went in three events and didn't lose a heat. How many heats in a row did you win, do you know? No. Fuck, it's, <laughs> it's a, a lot. Few, yeah, probably yeah. more than, well, definitely more than I'd ever won before. Yeah. So give, give um, us a bit of an idea of sort of, you know, how that came to be, that you were just unbeatable. Because um, that really was the, the fruit of, of teaming up with Micro and getting a whole new attitude and a... Yeah. new dedication to your your craft um yeah i think i i guess it was kind of starting from that that heat that i was talking about with bede um but um it was uh, at the end of 2015 i was like all right i've been on tour for it's my fifth or sixth year and i hadn't really done what i'd expected to do or wanted to do and um and i'd been doing the same thing all along just surfing heats thinking that my surfing was gonna win me comps or win me heats and um it like i'd have a standout heat and then do make shit mistakes and lose heats and mm. i think i realized that well that i had to change something or everything <laughs> And um, yeah, and just hair wasn't going to do it. Yeah, the perm didn't make any <laughs> no, difference. That didn't no. do it. I tried. <laughs> Nobody else is trying to get perms <laughs> to win. <laughs> I fucking tried. Um, no, I think I just I like knew that something had to change, and yeah, so I got micro in my corner, and we kind of changed everything. Changed my diet and surfing. I I stopped surfing just to well i didn't stop surfing just to surf i i made sure that all of all of my surfing was to make me a better competitor i wasn't i wasn't going out and trying as many airs i wasn't going left when it was mostly right so i wasn't <laughs> doing doing shit that you just do for fun in the surf because mm. you want to i like i was um i was i guess being a competitor <laughs> being an athlete and um um yeah and and then uh i guess i think that was when i realized that i wasn't paddling out every heat to 
impress people on the beach or impress like I think I had that in my I still had that grom mentality until then that I just wanted to do like a fucking sick blowtail reverse or a rodeo or something that was like sick that no one else was doing and then I realized that I'd get a my chance of getting a section to do that was better if I just made the heat. Well, the funny thing is, you, the two heats you did radios in, you lost. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> so, even when you got the section, it didn't pan out for you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so you, you get on this roll, uh, as we were saying, and, you know, was it fucking weird that all this, you know, stuff that you and Micro had been working on just came to an instant fruition? Yeah. Um, yeah, saying, I minute, still... This is magic potion. This is unbelievable. We were, like, kind of joking about it but it was like as it was happening we we're like fuck just do fucking five sit-ups and then you just fucking win every comp I'm like this is the easiest thing in the world but it it is like now looking back on it i'm like what the fuck it's so weird that it just like fell like we had one off season that we worked together and then just came out won the first qs won the first ct won the next ct and we're just like, what the fuck? And then like, it literally everything seemed so much easier. <laughs> like, and I guess like a lot of it, like it could have, if I had just lost one of those heats by 0.5 at Snapper, maybe none of it would have happened and it would have been a waste of money hiring Micro. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Mate, I've got to ask, I, you know, you win Snapper. It's probably so emotional that you can't even put your finger on how you feel in a way. Like it's almost, you know, after Santa Cruz, you've got the relief. After years on tour, you've got the sense of accomplishment. Um, you're at home. You've got the home crowd behind you. You've yeah. got, you know, uh, Philippe on a massive tear and you beat him. Or oh, it was Chloe or Philippe in the final? I can't remember now. It's Chloe. Chloe, yeah. Philippe so you, you beat Chloe, who's also, you know, trying to get a breakthrough win. I mean, it just, it's little wonder you didn't take your ass off for how long? Three days? <laughs> <A couple of days. laughs> but then to, to go and win Bells, like, that's just, first of all, back-to-back -back wins are just so rare. You just so you just don't hear of them all that often, you know. I remember when Wilsey did it way back in the day, people were freaking. It gave him such a big lead on the, the uh, tour and stuff, but... It, what what was different about the Bells win for you? Because I, I remember you just coming up the stairs and you were like looking at Micro. It's on the broadcast. You go, what is happening? <laughs> it's like you, you couldn't actually believe it. Um, yeah, that was, it was funny. I went like, obviously it was on the high from winning Snapper and then started the event and I was back on that same board that I was on on Snapper in Snapper. And the first, couple of heats i felt like i was i was getting okay scores but i just felt a bit slow and something just didn't feel right like i think there was i don't know just pressure of um like i thought like i guess just being worried about winning snapper and then just fucking coming last in every other comp or something like that and and then my heat against Julian, and this this is the heat you've put down as the best heat you ever surfed. This is this is uh, not so much about um, your performance, but more about just the grit, like more about like 
proving to yourself something that you didn't know about yourself in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I was like, just, I don't know. It felt like I'd won, but didn't know if I was kind of worthy. And then to like, yeah, my heat against Julian, I needed a, I think I needed a nine, uh, nine five or something, which is a pretty solid score. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it's up there. Yeah. <laughs> and I got, got like a like a nice bells wave and i like drifted the first turn connected the second turn really good drifted the third turn then got a fourth like a carve kind of on the bowl and i was just like at all like i was going fast everything i surfed the wave exactly how i like pictured if i could surf a bowl wave that size mm. as best i could it all just fucking happened like right when i needed to right how i needed it to and i was like still halfway out and it was just like <laughs> fucking big old claim just fell out of me and um and then i was like, oh fuck probably got a point five left in this thing <laughs> so i milked it to the shore and got another little turn and let out another fucking roar. But I think that wave just, I like, I don't know. It just, I had the pressure. Julian's been the guy that's like, I've been competing against since I was 10 years old. Mm. And he was a superstar as a kid. Like he's always been, been someone that I've wanted to kind of, wanted to beat and um, to kind of come from, snapper and then have put that pressure on myself put myself in a situation where i needed a huge score and then be able to fucking do it it just like changed i was like yes i can fucking do anything mm. this is like i don't know it was a it was just a moment that made me like realize that i can in kind of any situation in a heat i can get it together and fucking win mm. And I think that like sparked up a like a fiery competitor in me that like yeah I didn't really know like coming out of snapper I was all fucking jolly, and then coming out of that heat I was like I'm gonna fucking win bells now, and and then yeah once I, when I did I was like what the fuck's going on but <laughs> yeah it was a weird little moment in me that I was just like I can actually fucking do this like yeah. again and again. Mate, incredible, incredible. Far out. What a, what a journey. I mean, you, you, like you said, you've surfed so many heats in your life. Have we seen your last CT heat? Uh, have I watched it? Have, no, I mean... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no I, I mean, know like, what you mean we, now. Have we seen, have, have we, the surfing, you know, fans, seen our last Willie heat in, in a CT rashy? Uh, I don't know. I'm... I don't see myself doing the doing a year on the QE to get back there, so there's a good chance you have. But if it goes back to Fiji, oh fuck, who knows? Hedgie's in chopes right now. Mm, exactly, mate. <laughs> um, like if it goes back to Fiji, I'll be fucking throwing my hat in the ring and doing five more push-ups. Fuck, mate. <laughs> well, I hope we haven't seen the last of your brother. Thanks yeah. so much for uh, sitting with us. Before we let you go. I just want to ask you, uh, as a surf fan, as someone who's watched it all, what's the best heat you've ever seen with uh, your eyes that you, you weren't necessarily surfing in? 
I think we'll have to go just the heat that kind of that's lit the fire was Mick and Mick and Wilsey at Bells in 2005, one? Who knows? 2001. Yeah. Is it that long ago? It was. Am yeah. I that old? Yeah, Mick's Fuck. old, mate. Mick's yeah, what did you say? Old. 1946. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what was it about that heat that, that fired you? Because, I mean, it, the surf was fairly ordinary. It wasn't like they were, uh, at, you know, getting to really explode out of the top of uh at the top of you know performance at that time why is why is that heat the best heat you've ever seen uh, i think it just ha- was i was 12 years old zap bells for the first time mick was he was only a few years older than me he was in it as a wild card and it was just like i was down there fucking eating easter eggs like they were going out of fashion <laughs> um and yeah just like seeing seeing mick do that layback at and just the fucking crowd lose their marbles and like i was obviously in the rip curl stand so it was just like the energy couldn't have been more psycho and like it i think that sparked the like legitimate fire in me to be like all right Mm. this is what i want to do with my life and um yeah, to, I think, yeah, so it was probably not the greatest he'd ever surfed, but it just was the greatest. In my mind, it was like, that's what kicked it all off for me. I like saw Mick do that layback and at that stage, there was very few big kick-out laybacks going on. And so that thing just like fucking blew everyone's mind, blew my mind, blew all the other little Grom's minds that I was with and we were just, yeah, just... I don't know, was was the start. And then, yeah, we got to ring a bell. So, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did, mate. And, uh, man, Willie, thanks so much for joining us on uh, Steaming Heats. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Are you in it for love? Are you in it for fame? Are you in it for the cheese and the glory? You got 30 minutes to prove your worth. Will you melt or call yourself in the glory?